Being an expert sucks. As a teacher of spiritual intelligence and emotional health, I get cornered into being the guy who has all the answers. I'd like to take this opportunity to make a confession. I don't. What I do have are convictions. I have theories. I have questions. I find myself looking around and I'm like, we can't stay here. Stop setting up your tent. We can't stay here. Through my journey, it's become evident that being a participant is no longer enough. It's time to become reformers. These are my confessions. To get deeper in this conversation, visit MikeMayashiro.com. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm your host, Mike Mayashiro. And today we're talking about feedback, receiving feedback, which, man, this is a testy subject. Before we get into it, though, you guys, we got to talk about The Little Mermaid for a second. Betcha on land, they understand, but they don't reprimand their daughters. I regret that already. <sighs> I was at my sister's house a couple weeks ago, just eating lunch and hanging out with her and my niece, Fox. And I was like, I want to throw The Little Mermaid on. So we just threw it on Disney Plus and I watched, she and I watched The Little Mermaid just while we were working on some stuff or whatever. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. It was just blast from the past. The quality of Disney movies back then, just like how much effort they put into it. It's like, whoa, this is so cool. So it was cool to like just to see that and you know hear those songs I hadn't heard in such a long time. Uh, and also just kind of shocking how like one-sided the whole thing is. I use a clip from The Little Mermaid in my Discerning Spirits course to talk about agreements. And it's like shocking how yeah, intense her process is and the things that she chooses to go about finding you know, her path and what she wants to see and experience in her life. It's interesting because like she didn't initially, and one thing I just want to throw in, this is so random, I didn't even mean to talk about this, but Ariel in The Little Mermaid didn't initially want to go seek out Ursula. She was crying because her dad came and blew up all of her stuff. <laughs> and then those two eels slithered into her cove or whatever, her grotto, and were like, hey, do you know that Ursula could change your life? And she's like, get out of here. And they're like, okay, and they left, and then they smacked the face of the statue back to her, right? And she's like, but she, wasn't, she didn't go out of her way to find Ursula. She was enticed, right, and led, and they're like, hey, this could do it for you. That's so true, it's such a thing, right? We don't go looking for the enemy, but he does come in and whispers like little nasty secrets, like, hey, if you came this way, if you did this thing, if you chose this, if you didn't do these things anymore, you could have this, and just leading us down this unique path of destruction for ourselves, right? So it's interesting to observe. Anyway, a um, little funny story. I got a, crisp, a soap crystal stuck in my nose when I was like four years old. My mom was reading an, our bedtime story to me and my older sister. And I just kind of shoved the crystal in my nose and just got it stuck there because I didn't want to have to hold it. So I was just sitting, and it was scented, you know, so I was just like sitting there with it. It was like this green, like, I don't know. Anyway. When the, time, when the book was over, it was time to go to bed, and I tried pulling the crystal out of my nose, and I couldn't get it out. I was like, oh! And like, I tried to have my mom get it out. Nobody, my mom, my sisters, they couldn't get it out of my face. I was like, what are we supposed to do? And I start crying. They took me to the hospital because we couldn't get the crystal out of my nose. Sat there for a while. And my mom distracted me by asking me to tell her the story of Little Mermaid. So I told her, like, what I, you know, the story. And then I'm waiting in the doctor's office, and then I, he handed me a tissue, and I sneezed, and the crystal came out, and it was green when it went in, and it came out white, and the inside of my nose was all green. It just kind of shrunk eventually after a while of just being in there, but that's a random story. I, I don't know why I told you that, but that happened. Anyway, um, listen, we're going to talk about receiving feedback today. Um, because it is such a 
necessary part of becoming a, a well-rounded adult, like in relationship, in business, in ministry, and whatever the things. Like we need feedback in order to actually fill out in being who we are. The more I work with people, the more I go down my own journey, the more I'm mentoring and coaching, the more obvious it becomes to me that nobody can figure out who they are and walk that out successfully or faithfully without feedback from people around them. Personality things, gifting, habit, lifestyle, upbringing, nurturing, whatever, all these variables produce bizarre <laughs> and extreme behavior in people when that stuff goes unchecked. Not out of like being policed or moderated, but just having a grid for how our choices and our actions are affecting the people around us, our environment, our relationships, what have you. Um, and there are so many people on my team even that as they've gone down their journey and as they've continued to just navigate how do they want to make choices about how they contribute to the environment they're in or the team they're on, one of the biggest common denominators I'm noticing of unique specific dysfunction or extreme outliers in the way they're participating in any space is they had no idea what they're doing was coming across that way. They didn't know that people didn't like this about them or that this was offensive or hurtful or confusing or misleading or whatever, they didn't know. Maybe at some point they made a conscious choice, but after a while they forget that that was ever a thing and they just think it's normal and they experience consequences like a deficit in a certain kind of relationship or dynamic they want to enjoy in relationships because they don't realize that this behavior or this like vocabulary or this, these choices affect people in a certain way. Um, and some of these things are more obvious than others, obviously, right? So um, anyway, I just want to start off this conversation with um, kind of talking a little bit about my own journey. Uh, I struggled with rejection quite a bit as a kid. Like I was pretty like afraid of what people thought of me and didn't want there to be negative reports in that. And so I worked really hard at being really nice, really accommodating, really emotionally aware and in tune with where people are at. Um, and so if I ever heard someone say something about me that I didn't like or that I that wasn't positive, it was very painful for me to hear. It was devastating. It was like, no, they can't think that because if they thought something negative about me, it means I was going to lose love. It means that I wasn't going to be acceptable anymore, that I wasn't going to be included or, and I was going to be abandoned or something, you know, which sounds extreme, but that's kind of how I took it. I don't experience that anymore, especially not to that degree, but that was common for me. Right. And so, to learn how to become open to feedback was a wrestling match. It wasn't, it didn't feel like success for me. It didn't feel like it was going to add to the quality of my life. It feels like it was just going to be, it felt like it was going to be painful and just hurt, you know? Um, but my dad, <laughs> regardless of my openness or like invitation for it was very feedback oriented. He very much provided feedback to us as kids to me. And so we knew what he thought about things and if he liked something or he didn't, which, you know, can be painful at times, but also is helpful because now you have a grid and how to work with like what's true and how, what does success look like in this space or whatever. And so I think I learned it um, through the discipline with him, like, okay, I don't like hearing this. This is not fun for me. But over time I noticed that was helpful. I was able to make different choices. I was able to adjust things. And when I did adjust it, the results changed. Interesting. So, over time, I started recognizing a relationship between getting feedback that I didn't necessarily want to hear, but I got insight into making choices that I wanted, that I didn't have answers for, that when I implemented those changes, the results were different too. And I started noticing a pattern, a process, like, whoa, when I learned something I didn't know and I make a different choice, the result is different. 
the feedback becomes valuable, right? Because I can get different results in my life. Super cool, love that. Um, and so being a leader, that conversation starts to change because you start to be the one who initiates and can, like provides feedback for people. And it's kind of a bit your responsibility to do so. But um, people on your team don't necessarily have that invitation to give you feedback, right? And that's something that I, over time, started learning I want to have in my life. Um, I started noticing that people I was leading especially, um, even my friends at times, like wouldn't necessarily show up in that way. I think people in general don't love giving feedback to other people. It's not like their favorite pastime. Um, you gotta go, it's funny, I've got a, a friend of mine, he and I were in business together for a while. He and I are still good friends. Um, he came to me when we were working together and he was like, hey, I would love for you to give me some feedback on how you experience me in certain ways and whatever. And I was like, okay. He's like, but I'm serious. I want you to think about it. Please go out of your way. Like, can you find things that I could do better, things that I can improve upon, things that I'm doing I shouldn't be, whatever, I wanna know. I was like, oh, and when he was asking me for it, I was like, I don't, I didn't wanna give it to him. You know, I'm like, whoa, I don't, uh, it feels like I'm being asked to step into an arena and someone's gonna lob my head off. And he like went out of his way to explain, like, I'm not gonna be mad, I genuinely wanna know this. And I'm not asking everyone, but I want to know what you think. And I'm like, and so I tried. I don't think that he was super impressed <laughs> with the feedback that I gave him, but. But that is telling him. He and I were just hanging out the other day and it came up again. He was like, yeah, see, it's hard to get, isn't it? Because um, I'm like seeking out some feedback from some people in my life. And it, it is, it's hard to come by. People don't readily want to give you feedback and they're not necessarily thinking about that stuff all the time. Or if they have insight and feedback for you, it's usually negative, right? They're like, oh, this probably would help, but I don't want to tell you because I don't want you to think that I'm mad at you or that I don't like you or whatever. Anyway, um, feedback is not a normal practice, unfortunately. Like most people are, have learned how to hide that stuff how to reduce it, how to avoid it, how to ignore it, and just like how can we just be positive and experience each other in a fun, light way, right? Unless we get in a fight or whatever. Feedback doesn't have to result in a conflict, you know what I mean? Um, which takes practice, but all that to say, um, I've tried to be intentional, even in the spaces where I'm leading, where my team can provide feedback to me personally or about what we're doing or situations or whatever. I don't wanna be surrounded by people that just do what they're told. Um, it's not fun as a leader to lead people like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not rewarding. You just have a bunch of like robots just, you know, following instructions. They're just, they're not people, you know? And I don't see the Lord leading that way either. So it doesn't feel motivating to have a bunch of yes people around. I want people who can think for themselves, who like are aware of what they're experiencing, what they want, what they don't, and have the kindness and the wherewithal to communicate those things. Like receiving feedback should not be an abusive, like harmful experience, right? There's a way to give feedback, but um, today's episode is on receiving it. So uh, as I've had seasons in my life where I've wanted feedback in certain areas, specifically when I feel like I've got a blind spot, like I don't think this is, I don't think I'm doing great in this area. I don't think the results coming out of this area of my life are great. I don't, I don't think this is what it's supposed to look like. As I'm aware of that stuff, I'm like, shoot, I wanna get feedback from people. And so I found that I had to like, <sighs> communicate certain things to people if I was gonna be able to receive feedback from them. So it sounds something like, like if there's an area in your life that you want feedback from someone, I, let's pick something as a hypothetical situation. So let's say that the way that I communicate with people isn't super fun for them. Like maybe I'm too blunt and direct and people need a little bit more like grace and softness and like padding when I'm delivering feedback to people. Um, but they're not gonna tell me. I'm gonna go out of my way and like find certain people and be like, hey, Listen, you've experienced me in these ways and we've known each other this long, well, right? Uh, I would love to know how you're experiencing me when I'm communicating with you in a certain way. And so I might not ask them 
a general like, how do you experience me in this subject? I might ask stuff like, when I give you feedback on things that you suck at, or things that you could be better in or whatever, do you feel like I'm on your team and like I'm actually trying to help you or does it feel like I'm hurting your feelings and I'm not caring for you in that process? I'm gonna give them very specific like framework to get to respond to because the more thinking I do for them, the less thinking they have to do. The less thinking they have to do, the less responsibility they have to take for their answer, right? So if I can reduce the level of responsibility for the person I'm talking to, they're, they're a lot more likely and willing to share their perspective or experience. And they might not do it right away, but you do it enough, they might actually get to the point in the conversation where they're like, okay, yes. And they'll like get honest, they're like, you know what? I think in general, when you give me feedback, it hurts my feelings, it sucks. It's not because what you're saying isn't true, but because I don't want that to be true. But there have been a couple times where you said something to me and I didn't feel like you cared about me. And I'm like, and I'm hearing that, I'm like, oh, that's, I'm not saying this actually happened. This probably did happen, but um, if that happened, I, as a leader, like, it hurts. I'm like, oh, I don't want, because guess what? Now I'm getting feedback, right? I'm like, oh, that sucks. I don't want people on my team to experience me that way. I don't want to treat people like that. Um, it's too late, it happened, right? Um, and so I'm like looking for, okay, did it feel like I didn't care about you because of how I said it? Was it because of the subject matter? Was it because of like, um, what I didn't say, like what was the, the, you know, and so they'll hopefully be able to provide feedback in the area. But I found like it's been so helpful to seek out insight and feedback on things that I don't know that I'm doing well. Um, sometimes we get feedback that we don't want to hear. Like people will say something, they'll just make a straight comment or whatever, and they'll respond to something and you hear like, ooh, they don't like what I did or they don't like me in this way or whatever. The insecure person is going to hear that and be like, <clears throat> and get defensive and like somehow find a way to invalidate their point, right? A leader who wants to grow and is willing to like get cut for the sake of like increase might hear someone not even make a, a direct comment to them, but hear like, oh, my team doesn't like this about me or this thing doesn't come across that way or whatever. And then I'm not just going to assume that they're right. I'm not going to assume that's what's happening. I'm going to go seek out feedback. So if I hear someone making a comment to somebody else in my team about something that they're experiencing on the team or about my leadership or something that isn't even necessarily um, framed up as a negative thing, but it I can tell like it's not a it's not constructive. I might go seek out some people whom I would know have perspective and experience of that in the, our dynamic and ask like, hey, is this a thing? Um, and I'm gonna ask it in a way that they know I'm not saying, hey, can you just encourage me in this area? Because I need encouragement and I would like feedback are two very different agendas, right? And I'm not saying I don't need encouragement. There are times and places for that. But when it's feedback, I want to make sure they know. Listen, I'm not asking you in a roundabout way to just affirm me right now. I want to know, is this happening? Do you experience me in this way? Is this a problem? Do you see this in my life or whatever? Um, from team, right? Then there are friends, there are spouses, there are leaders and mentors in our life who also would be able to give us valuable feedback. No one is going to be inclined to give us feedback if we're combative, if we're defensive, if we're arrogant, if we're presumptuous, if we're rejecty, if we get all like paranoid and afraid and everything they say is devastating, like people aren't gonna give us feedback when we're in that place. It takes guts to receive feedback from people. <laughs> it takes character and resilience and vision to be willing to hear this stuff. Um, so hopefully we all have vision enough for our lives and the things that we're building to want to get better at what it is we're contributing, right? That we wanna get better at how we express affection or how we communicate or how we manage 
areas that we're responsible for or whatever. We Hopefully we wanna get better at those things, not out of performance, trying to prove anything or earn anything, but out of that prosperous place where we wanna genuinely contribute and add value to people's lives, right? So um, it is devastating for people to not receive the feedback they need. Those of us who aren't actively aware and like welcoming of feedback in our lives, we will continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again. And we will pay the highest price for the consequences of those bad seeds getting sown in our lives. By not being open to feedback, by not recognizing it, by not being receptive to it, we sabotage the increase and the breakthrough we could experience that would change our lives and help us get a lot better results. Um, we gotta want it, you know? Um, and as we avoid that stuff, as we like n manipulate the narrative around us and just kind of make it everyone else's fault why they're having a negative experience about us, uh, we don't get to grow. We get to stay dysfunctional, we get to stay offensive or harmful or whatever, and it's not helpful for people. Um, by welcoming the feedback, it actually opens us up to, I could consider doing this differently. Um, and I can tell you from personal experience, Having to get there has always been painful. Um, getting negative feedback is not pleasant. <laughs> it doesn't feel good, especially not right away. But when the feed, negative feedback is met with personal ownership and responsibility, they get together and make a baby. And the baby that's produced is called breakthrough. It's called transformation. Um, we get transformed by the renewing of our mind. And sometimes the people around us have the most valuable insight for how we can change what we're thinking about something. We can't see it in the Bible. We can't hear it when a preacher tells us. We can't get it in our prayer closet. We get it from the person we're working with. We get it from our roommate. We get it from our spouse, from our kid. You know, And our, the heart posture we have determines if we can receive the message or not. Here's the deal. Wisdom would tell you. If someone has insight for you that would change your life and help you be better at being who you are, that insight is worth getting, even if you have to bleed to get it. It's worth it, right? Um, and so from our end, we want to be in a place where we are, we've postured ourselves to be teachable, to be willing to re receive correction <laughs> or rebuke even, depending on who it's coming from, right? We wanna be in a place where we're willing to hear those messages. If we don't want it, then that's our first area of business. Like if we're too closed off or too locked into how things have to be in order for us to be okay, that we can't receive feedback from people, forget trying to ask it or look for it. You gotta start there. Do I want feedback? Would getting feedback in this area actually help me? Would it help other people? Do I care about that? And if the answer is yes, then our heart will start to shift and then we'll start being able to invite people's responses and ideas. I have met so many well-intentioned people who are funny, who are clever, who are influential, who are leaders even, or whatever, who have very specific dysfunctions in the way they go about navigating relationships or communicating with people or leading or having influence. And they don't know that it's coming across a certain way. I am one of those people. I, I have influence and there are things that I put out in the world and there are things that I'm doing that probably aren't awesome and I'm not aware that they're coming across that way. Or if I am, you know, I probably misinterpret it as a certain thing rather than what it might actually be if it's my responsibility. And that's why it keeps happening. And so when I get feedback, um, I wanna pay attention to it. I don't just receive feedback from anyone. And I don't receive all the feedback, right? Because I think I did a podcast episode on, uh, it's called Opinionated. You can't go off of everyone's opinions or you'll be crazy and you'll never get to move forward in anything. Um, but if you start hearing the same piece of feedback from different people, there's a pattern there. If people continuously tell you, hey, I don't know what you're trying to communicate to me. I don't understand. If people keep saying that they don't understand to you, 
and it's showing up in different areas, the common denominator is you. If people keep saying like, hey, I don't, I'm afraid of you, I'm intimidated by you, it might not be that you're just so like confident and um, sure of yourself that everyone in the world's intimidated. It might be that you're actually doing something to scare people, right? And you might not know you're consciously doing it. Maybe you're not doing it on purpose, but if that keeps coming up, that's something as a leader that I would, no, not even as a leader, that's something as a responsible adult <laughs> that I would pay attention to. Like, man, if, if people consistently in other areas of my life, people don't even know each other, are saying the same thing, that's something I want to pay attention to. That's something I want to take to heart and look at, you know? Um, humility and wisdom go this direction. I would like to propose that God is responsive to feedback. And it's never that he did something wrong. It's never that his motive was impure. It's never that, you know, how he chose to go about it was scary. It, he's responsive to feedback because he cares about us, right? He cares about his friends and he wants to build relationship there. What I mean by that is God might have a plan about something and then the person he cares about that he's doing relationship with has a different plan. God sometimes actually adjusts the way he'd go about it and he picks up their version of it, right? And we see that throughout the throughout scripture. We see David changing God's mind. We see Moses and Abraham, they change his mind. Was it that God was wrong in the first place? No, it's that God is responsive and open to feedback from people he's in relationship with. If God is open to feedback, if Mr. Perfect <laughs> is willing to hear from other people's perspectives and values how things could go that are different than what he originally wanted, who are we to think that we are insulated or immune to the feedback of people around us. I'm not saying you need to change your whatever to appease other people. I'm saying there should be a, a submission and a mutual respect in the relationships that we're engaging in where we're actually open to the person's experience and how they're like going through whatever's happening with us. And I want to be aware of how they're being affected by that. Not because it's my responsibility necessarily, but there might be something in it that I am responsible for. I want to agree with life and prosperity in my own life by saying yes to those things and recognizing them, right? So you guys, um, some of you listening to this, you don't want feedback in your life. And you might not even know that I'm talking to you, that, you, that you're the person I'm talking to. You don't want feedback. You want people to tell you you're awesome all the time. You want to be praised and celebrated. You want to be affirmed. You don't want to be told that something's not awesome about what you did or what you chose. You don't want to hear it. Here's the deal. If you don't want to hear that, you don't get to grow. If you don't want to allow those messages to come in, then the level of impact you're going to have is going to plateau wherever you are. When you get to the point where you're actually willing to receive the kind of feedback that will cut you, <laughs> that will cause a little bleed of blood to come out, it's from that place that growth and transformation will happen, if you're willing to hear it. I don't mean getting derailed or getting like run over or being abused. I'm not talking about any of the dysfunction there. There's extremes to this that can go weird. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about genuinely desiring input and clarity in blind spots that you cannot see from the people around you who experience you outside of you. If you're willing to hear those messages, you can become so much more dangerous at what you do in a good way. You can become so much more effective, so much more powerful, so much more influential. Um, I think in some environments we call this building trust with people. I don't love that phrase. I get what they mean by that. In that place, when you demonstrate that not that you don't make mistakes, but that if you make mistakes, you're willing to clean them up. <laughs> you're willing to take ownership of that stuff and do something about it. We actually have more respect and want to contribute and involve someone more who's willing to clean up messes than people who don't make mistakes. We feel more inclined and more connected to people who mess up and clean it up and don't keep making the same mistake over and over again, 
who make mistakes and clean it up and make sure things are taken care of versus the person that doesn't make mistakes ever. We rely on those people. We like value their contribution. We don't know them very well. And I'm not saying you have to make mistakes to have connection, but making mistakes is not a problem. Oftentimes those are the most catalytic things that cause us to get to go forward in a collaborative relationship and for us to get to work together. Receiving feedback is a game changer in that dynamic. We want the people we're working with, we're leading, we're serving. We want all these people to get the message nice and clear that we want feedback from them. And not because we're desperate, not because we're unaware, because we're committed to our craft, because we're committed to the relationship, because we're committed to our, the impact we're having on our environment, right? We want that message to be nice and clear and loud. I wanna know, are you okay? Is that awesome? Does this suck for you? Please tell me, right? Um, my roommate and I have established a strong, solid, mutual understanding that feedback is welcomed and celebrated in our relationship. And we live together. So there are some relationships where this feels like higher stakes, right? It feels messier. Like if this, if I let my roommate give me feedback, they're gonna give me feedback all the time and I'm gonna suck and like I get how that could happen. When two powerful people come together and they recognize that there's value here and that we're gonna make choices the other person doesn't like, it's just gonna happen because we're two different human beings. Feedback is super helpful. It allows for when I experience something I don't like that I have permission to say something to him and vice versa. And it also lets me know that if I do something he doesn't like, he's gonna tell me. He's not just gonna harbor it and get resentful and then months later he blows up and moves out because I had no idea he didn't like that I leave my toothbrush on the counter in the kitchen. <laughs> Which I currently do, actually. <laughs> anyway, um, so yesterday, actually, this is funny. I'm just gonna throw this in here for transparency's sake. Um, my roommate and I were driving to go play volleyball with some friends and something happened on the drive. Oh my gosh, this is funny. I was literally brushing my teeth in the car because of my Invisalign drama. And we had to stop at this weird intersection and I didn't realize it was happening until it was too late. So I stopped mid intersection because there was a school bus in front of me with the stop sign out. I hadn't seen one of those in literally years. I had not seen a school bus Anyway, so I was stuck and we had all these cars coming from weird directions. All of us just kind of froze and it was a very strange place for a school bus to be. And we were like, so we waited and while we were waiting, I was like, and just started brushing my teeth. The woman across from me directly saw me and just started busting up laughing. My roommate saw her laughing and he started laughing. And then as I drove by her still brushing, I looked at her and she was like, give me a thumbs up and laughing her head off. I was like, I don't, and he, my roommate was losing his mind laughing so hard to the point where I was like, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm part of this moment. I actually started starting to feel kind of mocked and like totally disconnected from this moment. And I'd noticed this happened with my roommate multiple times. And I was like, I'm just kind of sitting in it. And then like probably a minute later, I was like, hey dude, um, I don't, I'm not mad at you for this. I don't really understand it necessarily. I just want to let you know like that moment right now that just happened, I was explicit, told him exactly what just happened. Um, when you're laughing like that, I don't know what's going on, but I feel totally disconnected from that moment from you. I don't know what you're doing. It seemed, and I've, I've observed it enough that I've noticed you do it with groups, not just me. So I know it's not just me. I don't know what it is, but um, I don't feel like I'm part of it. And sometimes I even feel like I'm being mocked in that moment. It doesn't feel good. Like it's not working toward connection here, right? And, and I wasn't mad at him and I wasn't trying to punish him. And so I was just kind of confessing that's how I experience it. It's feedback, right? And his response to me was, whoa, dang. Interesting, I think you're touching something. And as he continued to mentally process himself, he was like, thank you for telling me that. I'm really glad that you told me. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. And we didn't have a conclusion and we didn't like decide anything from there. That was the last we've talked about it. And we just do that all the time. You know what I mean? Things that come up and <laughs> I'm gonna tell you another one. This one's gonna be even worse, I think. Um, the other night, <laughs> I hate this. 
The other night, okay, so he and I drink a, like a calcium supplement before we go to bed um, because you guys, you got to supplement calcium seriously. Anyway, so we have this ritual. We just like drink our calcium stuff at night together and we have a water filter and he poured all of his water filter into a water bottle and to the point where all of it went away. And it was time for us to like do our ritual, right? He's like, oh shoot. And I was like, what? He's like, he looked at me all like guilty, right? And he, his, his eyes were like, sorry. I was like, oh, that sucks. And I didn't want to wait for the water to have to filter. So I just drank tap water. And then he took his water bottle and poured it into his. And I was like, he got filtered water and I didn't. And I, my feelings got hurt, which <laughs> I don't want to admit that, right? This is so petty and dumb. Anyway, so we drank our calcium in silence and it was kind of awkward. And I just wasn't past it. And we went, we, I, we went to bed. <laughs> and then I was brushing my teeth and I was like, oh, it's bothering me. So I went to his room and he's like, what's up? And I was like, hey, I forget what I said. But anyway, he was like, yeah, it seems, I was like, are you okay? He was like, yeah, just everything seemed fine until we were drinking our supplement at night. And then it seems kind of, things got kind of weird. And I was like, I literally sat there in silence for like 12 seconds. And I just like looked at the wall, like annoyed. And I was like, yeah. Um, and I didn't have to tell him this. He wasn't like, did you do something weird or something? He just said that felt weird. I was like, yeah, it, it hurt my feelings that you got filtered water and I didn't. <laughs> he's like yeah it sucks I'm sorry I'm like I know I'm sorry that I'm upset about that it sucks but I just want to let you know like that's that's how it felt this is normal you know what I mean like and I feel humiliated as an adult man to have to admit stuff like that to another male another man you know what I mean like, this is so dumb but I value the relationship enough I want to stay current and I want feedback to be a thing that we can just know those things right so Anyway, my point is, you guys, there's a heart posture that can welcome feedback. And the thing is, if you learn to say yes to that and it becomes constructive in your life, your growth curve dramatically skyrockets. You can become somebody completely different than the dysfunctional, heinous, whatever person you might have been in the past very quickly if you learn how to welcome and utilize the feedback around you. Not to use people, but to invite them into a mutually respected, interdependent relationship where you guys get to sharpen each other, where your presence in each other's lives and your contribution to each other actually makes both of you better. That's how a relationship is supposed to go. It's awesome when you work it out. We want feedback. All right, we've run out of time. We gotta wrap this up, but thank you so much for listening. If you want to give us a five-star review on this podcast, we would love that. We're only looking for sincere ones, but we super welcome that and appreciate it and encourage it. Winky face. Um, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we'd love that as well. Please jump in on the next thing that we're going to talk about. Get the up up updates and the episodes. Um, leave some comments. If you guys have any questions or feedback, oh, oh. if you guys have any feedback for me and my team on how you experience our podcast, we would love to know that. Please be kind and respectful, but we would love to know if there are things you're experiencing, you're like, hey, I don't love this, or I wish this could be different, or it seems like this is going on. We want to know those things. You can send that stuff to contact at mikemayashiro.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Listen, there's more where this came from. If you want to see how deep this rabbit hole goes, check out MikeMyashiro.com.